0: Josh. Yeah, man. Do you know what makes time travel possible? Not a clue. Well, we're going to answer those questions for you and for everyone else right here, right now. The PodMax Podcast Live. Welcome to the
1: PodMax Podcast. I have to say, I am more than intrigued when you start talking about making time
0: travel possible. Hey, you know, everything is possible, Josh, including time travel. You're preaching to the choir. Yeah. So I am sure you and many of the folks out there who are listening and watching are experiencing a bit bit of uh, a lull, a bit of a fatigue, perhaps because you just traveled through time with the time change (laughs) here. I mean, come on, if we can mess around with time, anything's possible, you know you 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 look at your clock and you miss an hour, you gain an hour, you move it front, you move
1: it back. I mean, what's going on here <laughs> but, yeah, it this yeah. uh this past weekend, um, I don't really uh some people I think you're in this camp, people like really get messed up that Sunday, oh, yeah. right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just because of the hour?
0: Statistically, they say uh, car accidents are, are, are on a rise wow. during the first, I think, three months of the time change. Uh, production levels go down at work. Uh, it just messes everything up. And, you know, I'm a proponent of let's just pick one time and let's just leave it and we'll figure it out, you
1: know, because mm.
0: we're not farmers anymore. we could uh, We could deal. We could figure it out. So anyway. Yeah. We, we, I was, we, we, yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I was in a, um some, uh, a, a few years ago, I was in this really great, um, I don't know if it's a philosophical group, but it's, you know, personal development along those lines. And there were some philosophical elements, and I know we were just chatting briefly about this, but the whole concept of time being an illusion mm. was like a strong uh, focus topic. And uh, it's—I mean—we could, you know, spend all lifetime talking about that. But I know, you know, we were just bantering about what is time, <laughs> right? It's, what is time?
0: Let's get into the topic of what is time. Oh, isn't it a
1: man-made thing? Yeah, I don't know. We had to, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's, it's,
0: we, we got to control our days, and uh, what better way than to create time? Mm. You know, I'm using my—I'm um, using my uh, my my sand. What, what do they call those those watches with the other? Uh, uh, Anyway, (laughs) not watches. (laughs) But anyway, Um, so let's get on the topics here. We love to get into our segments here on our show. And -hmm. the first one we have is, what is it called? Pro in the Know. Let's run it. Pro in the Know. Wonderful! Yeah. I know, I know. Isn't it? Isn't it always a little tsh, nice, nice uh, slap of energy mm-hmm. in the face there? So yeah, we we are going to talk a little bit about what happened and how Apple still not fully, fully, fully committing to the industry that they created in podcasting, but they have partnered with uh, a company, a nonprofit organization, actually called Common Sense Media. Which is an organization that rates and reviews movies and television, um, and helps parents decide what their children is you know what's what's right for their children to watch depending on their age. And they're now partnering with them to curate podcasts and help people identify what's good for their kids. What can their kids listen to? So I I think what's telling about this, Josh, is that um, content curation is 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 going to Start playing a, a bigger role because one of the biggest challenges, Josh, as you know, mm-hmm. um, is that you know is discoverability. Sure, I- in podcasts, there's uh, over a million podcasts out there, and how do people discover what they should be listening to, what they want to listen to? It's it's really a challenge, and now Apple I think has identified that challenge, and they're 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 trying to help to create create uh, curate what what we can now start consuming.
1: And this is specific for the children and the kids generation for that end.
0: Yeah, so I'm not sure if you use Common Sense Media, but I use them uh, ever since I started having kids, where mm-hmm. we, you know, look to this website to to see what not only that organization. Uh, how they rate a certain movie or TV show but also what the community says about it so there's always the comments and 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 parents talking about yeah you know Moana a uh, great movie Uh, You know, but there is a scary scene where it involves a lava monster. And like, I wish I had read that because till this day, you know, my daughter, who's almost seven, is still talking about that lava monster. I let her watch the movie. (laughs) I didn't shut it off when she was screaming her head off, clawing on the walls to get out of the room. And I was like, I was just involved in the movie. I was like, I I need to see what happens. Sorry, kid.
1: You're going to be traumatized for life oh
0: no yeah this movie this, this this so this organization helps you with that
1: do your children with common sense media or not do they listen to podcasts are they exposed to that yet
0: yes they do that's a good question um and we could probably explore this more in another episode you know i'd love to take a deeper dive into that but yeah they do listen to a story time i forget the name of it but it's a wonderful woman She's got Grace voiceover talent mm-hmm. and she could do a lot of voices and she tells stories and oftentimes if we're taking a 20 minute trip in the car she's like oh story time and we
1: pop that podcast on. What about you? Do you do you connect that specific medium to what daddy does? Like are they aware, oh they're sort of doing the same thing.
0: That, man, that's a really good question. So they know we podcast. They've been to the studio. They've recorded in in, in the studio and been. on I remember on mic. that. Yeah. Um, but when, yeah, I think the oldest one connects it. Daddy, mm. this is like you. Or, you know, what's interesting too about this uh, for everyone out there who's creating content, they're doing you know live videos, whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> when your kids know, especially if you're scheduled like this, I get home and my kids are like, "Daddy, I watched you on TV." Which exactly. is hilarious, right? Because now this is modern day television.
1: Yeah, I am. Uh, you know, my daughter's seven. My son is five. And I I have begun deliberately letting them know things like, oh, it's Wednesday. Daddy has his show today. So they yeah. start thinking and getting into that. Uh, and then we've spoken about, I mean, you know, especially that we're home. You've seen in all the meetings, my kids will run around and see and want to get on the mic and I have all those recorded <laughs> meetings where they're like, "Let me have the headphones. Let me say hello to Eric," and that's just adorable. So they, I love that because they're they're getting familiar with this medium and being comfortable behind the mic. So I'm I'm consciously and deliberately trying to foster as much as they want and I can of that connecting those dots. I do have the idea, and I've I've dropped it in in Danica's ear, my seven year olds before that one. One day in the near future, I want to hit record and and sort of uh, interview her, you know? Just like, hey, what's your what's your favorite color? What are you doing in school? You know, nothing. Yeah. But, but just like getting her comfortable with question and answer and speaking on the mic and having a conversation in this
0: yeah. format. Did you ever see those videos where someone says, you know, I took a photo of myself every day for 20 years. <sighs> And you see these – some people do it to their kids, you know, where they're a baby. And, and you see this person evolve visually, right, from a baby mm. till they're a teenager or in their 20s. And it's amazing to watch. It's fascinating. I always get sucked yeah. into those when, they're, when they come up on my feed. Mm. Who's to say we couldn't do that from a podcasting <gasps> audio perspective where maybe if it's not every day, it's five minutes. You're mm. recording Danica on the mic and saying, yeah. hey – what's going on in your world this week Get
1: out get out i I, Um, yeah not for public consumption
0: right but for the archives for the time capsule for whatever it is for her later in life
1: i saw a few years ago there was a concept and I, i think this was like a viral video on on facebook you could probably find there was a father who when his daughter was of young enough age where he could do this um every first day of school he would have a video of her. Now imagine that every single first day of school, it was him and her or her on camera. So sweetheart, what are you looking, what grade are you going into? I'm going into kindergarten, whatever the heck it is. And then it's like, you know, Oh, what do you look, who's your teacher? What do you want to do? What are you looking forward to? And then every year, I mean, obviously the conversation matures and mm. the, but then every year you have a video milestone of her right. entering school. Where's the, where's the focus? What is it about? And so, yeah, I always get, I always get like, feeling like yeah i i wish and it's never too late to start that's the thing like like whether it's whether it's writing in the journal all the time whether it's snapping a picture every single year at the same time and then just building up to that but why not use the microphone what we're already doing to create it like yeah. every year or every month or every six, whatever it is, we're going to do something specific. I'm going to ask you the same 10 questions yes. from now until you're married. And let's, yeah. I mean, come on.
0: Be right. Playing. And let's, let's capture it and let's, let's play it back. Yeah. My, I mean, the kids are always asking when, you know, when are we going to record a podcast? So, you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, kid, you know, because it's, it's work to me, but if we think about it more as fun no, and nothing. we think about it as, as, as a way to capture, you know, life history milestones, like you said.
1: Yeah. 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 Let's and then it. also, um, you know, we're always, we're always, uh, dropping ideas into you know, the other's head. And I mean, months and pro- probably like a year plus ago, we already outlined Podmax kids, yeah. right? Yeah. The whole, the whole setup to, to, to mm-hmm. get kids comfortable, I bring know. them, on the mic, nurture that. Yeah. Create little mini shows for them right. in an afternoon. So,
0: yeah, yeah, a lot there. Good stuff. Good stuff. So moving on. I mean, you know, to, well, we'll recap this later. But yeah. So next segment, we love to talk about wins, case studies in a segment called Build It. Build it, and they will come. I'm so accustomed to just doing the segment. I almost said it.
1: Well, you you could say it. What do you mean? I know, you almost I said it.
0: I feel like I feel like Rob did all this hard work. Let's use the let's use it. But anyway.
1: Oh, you just wanted to like set up the segment like, Oh, now we're going to be heading into our next segment. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's, well, you know yeah. what, maybe we should formalize that for next next yeah. week's show. And we, so he'll know what to listen for. Right. We'll know what the actual prompt is.
0: And just say it. Do we just say it? Who cares? Right. Yeah. We'll say it. But what are we talking about in this segment, Josh? Something wonderful.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I agree. We're, um, uh, we have a relationship with an extraordinary gentleman who is the co-author of the Go-Giver book and all of the Go-Giver books. There's about five in the mm. series, Go-Giver leadership, Go-Giver influence, Go-Giver sales. There's just a lot. Uh, and probably two to three dozen other amazing bestseller books. It's John David Mann, who uh, when, when we had our PodFest, uh, speaker slot a couple of weeks ago uh, we brought John in to, to to speak with us during one of the segments and we realized you know just makes sense such a great guy I've had the fortune to interview him a couple of times prior it's just so wonderful so uh, he's he's one of our three featured speakers at our upcoming Podmax event i think this is the very first time we're even announcing it mm-hmm. bringing him on um, yeah to teach and talk
0: it's you know through you i had I had the opportunity as well to to interview him and man he has so much to give right uh, and and the book, which I'm currently reading, um, I always felt guilty that uh, you know, we're interviewing someone that I may not have read their book. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 our philosophy. it's it's everything we live by, and it's it's really validation that what we're doing is is right, you know mm. and I love I love books where, well, I'm I'm pretty sure the author had they read the book, like you said, they yep. kinda, they tag team it, yeah. But they tell they they tell stories uh, for us uh, in order for us to learn and to teach us, um, and and it's 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 just riveting, you know. And I love I love hearing examples, whether they're real or not. Um, you know, I've read books where they create uh, you know scenarios that aren't necessarily mm. real to teach us lessons. You know, it, it works either way. But I, I believe yeah. these are all uh, all legit real stories and real people from from what I'm gathering.
1: Sure. And uh, one of the things I love about this, this aspect is The Go-Giver was one of his first, I think it might have been his second book written. And it's certainly the most successful, almost uh, over a million copies sold. I mean, that's like that's extraordinary to even get close to that and surpass that uh 30 languages so I mean mm-hmm. this is like a a worldwide it has its place on every bestseller business uh, book list. But what's extraordinary about it is we often hear those stories of like you know uh this this um actor was you know turned down so many times or you know this uh sports star couldn't make it in the major leagues and then just kept kept trying and trying or this in, in this case the go-giver as he tells it and I, i'm sure he's going to tell it again just because it's so phenomenal the go-giver itself, they were trying to shop it around Mm. and it was rejected 22 times. Rejected. Here, agent, manager, publisher, read it. No, we're going to pass. We're going to pass. We're going to pass. But the beautiful point of the story is how he tells it. He says, you know what? Each time it was passed on or rejected, We welcomed that with open arms because we went back and we said, what needs to be improved? We were ready for the feedback and we made adjustments. So therefore, he said, if, and this is what always blows my mind, if it had not been rejected almost two dozen times, it would not slash could not have sold a million copies Mm. because it wouldn't have been the book it has become. Mm. There's just so much there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I love that. I love just the <laughs> how meta that can be. You know, this the, the the lesson learned just in developing and publishing and launching that book. But yeah, I, we're I, we're really excited to have John David Mann come through officially as a keynote, and uh, you know, share everything that 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 he's done and learned, and uh, you know, just aligns with us and our community really well. So.
1: He's going to talk a lot about um, the the writing craft, right? The Mm. technique in writing. And you might be thinking, well, that's great, but a I'm not a writer or B Mm. I don't want to write a book. Well, first of all, you're not a writer. I am most certainly sure you are. If you're even tuned into this, Uh, Something tells me that writing on some level is a necessary and needed form of communication, whether it's in emails, whether it's on social media, whether it's writing the outline to a video you want to do or something similar. You 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 need to understand and improve the elements of writing. How do you how do you create a headline that gets attention that gets people to stop mm. scrolling or that lands on Google? So when people are searching for something, they're going to see it and then read it on your site. How do you create an opening subject line for an email that people are going to say, "Wow, I, I got to read this"? Or that opening line. What words are power words or not? So we are all writers in so many ways aren't we
0: yeah i mean in, even if you're not practicing that or you're not uh you know every day writing posts or or things like that you're at least going to be aware when you see good writing or someone's maybe helping you or you've hired someone to to do these things for you you're aware of what's good and what's bad or what's more effective so yeah i mean i, I mean it's so funny because you 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 read something and you may not know all the reasons why or watch something and say, I love that. That was that was entertaining. That, that was great read. Mm. But you don't know the the, the the chemicals that make it all up, all the pieces that made it happen, because, you know, it's, it's not necessarily your profession or your, maybe you can't dissect things that way. But, yeah, there are specific things and. I'm glad you pointed that out. That uh yeah. that Mr. Mann is gonna be able to share. What's the name of his new new book that that he's also gonna be talking about? Which is Oh, funny. yeah. He
1: he just released an ebook, and to call it an ebook is sort of deceptive because it's 138 pages. Uh it's it's readily and freely available on his website, John David Mann, with two ends at the end there dot com. You can download it. Uh, it's called How to Write Good. Or at least gooder. <laughs> so that might give you a little insight into his personality. I mean, he's just a great guy. Funny, intelligent, so smart, so open, and like you said, giving. So wow. uh, we're, we're very excited to be able to, um, yeah. to, to have him in the mix officially.
0: Yeah, so if you haven't already joined us for PodMax or you want to come back to PodMax, please check out podmax.co. Sign up for our next event, which is April 16th. And if you're listening to this after that date, uh, there's always an event coming or or going, and you can check it out at PodMax.co and sign up for the next one. So that being said, let's go on to our next seg. Have
1: you ever... Did you just say our next seg? I see. <laughs> Here we go. Let's move on to our next seg. <laughs> With the, point. Right. With the
0: <laughs> point. Yeah. And I look over at Rob too. He's in the window. Like, no,
1: it's right. Exactly. Right. I my Art. best
0: Mr. Furley impression.
1: Ah, nice, nice, nice reference. Very good reference. So, uh, in this segment, we talk about something we may have experienced on either side of the mic, either as a host or a guest, uh on our path in the industry uh so this today it's about have you ever as a show host had difficulty finding guests for your show what do you say
0: i in the beginning yes had difficulty i'd say during the first 12 to 20 episodes of the entrepreneur circle um, anytime anyone ever I encountered crossed it upon anyone that was slightly interesting or had a conversation, mm. you know, where I'm like, Hey, um, would you like to be on a podcast? Yeah. And at the time, you know, we're talking 2017, 2018 not everyone had a podcast. they like, what do you, some people would say, what is it? What do I expect? Or yeah, yeah, absolutely. I pretty much got 10 out of 10 every time I asked people, Agreeing, but Mm. but I had to actively seek seek them out. They weren't coming to me
1: Was your Was your threshold of who you were seeking out was it a little more let's say broad in general Than who it is now like have you had to like tighten? Just by the nature of your 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 time has probably gotten a little more And Um. now you got to be a little more of who you ask? Uh,
0: yes and no. I think what's happened is um, I have exposure to more people, so I'm able to gain access to to other individuals that I didn't have access to uh, to to ask to be on the show. So versus, you know, I was more at the time of the launch and 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 anyone who's who's starting a podcast can probably relate uh local business owners uh you know you know i I tried to get a you know we had our hvac system replaced and the guy was fascinating He, you know he how he built his business you know and i was like hey you want to be on the he he actually never uh, ended up being on the show but he was the type of person that i would say and you know what though josh i did i began to realize and not with intention uh creating relationships and friendships with with people and business owners as a result of just having these conversations I, that was a happy side effect of it i didn't i just mm. wanted content and i wanted you know credibility on the show but to answer your question yes i had difficulty less difficulty now that there's more exposure and and, and we're a little more known so people are constantly asking to be on the show but uh, yeah yeah definitely difficulties what about you
1: Well, it seems like uh, there's always a usual, especially once you get some visibility and some traction, you're going to get on the booking agency's list of, Mm. hey, we're going to reach out to you and pitch our clients somewhat on the regular. And and that's happened for, you know, for, for, for a while now. But I think in the beginning of that, when I just was still going, you know, 40, 50, 70, 80, even a hundred episodes, I still wanted to just keep driving these episodes home. So I was probably a little more welcoming. Like, yeah, I, I, I gave recordings, more of my time, Mm -hmm. uh, as I was trying to build different parts of the business and whatnot. Uh, so I was, I was saying yes more often. Uh, but now, I say yes less often. Mm. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I, I'm not as. Uh, I, I'm not as needy to fill the spots. Uh, I have a good a, a good backlog where I can be a little more discerning on on who. And I think that you know, especially with everything we're doing in in Podmax and beyond, mm-hmm. it's it's you know t- timing is even more precious. And it's like I I have to be a little more uh, you know, specific on, on who, who I record with.
0: I have a question regarding that. And I want to share with the audience here. Uh, there, there are many different ways to, to find guests for your show. Josh had a completely different approach than I did for our first hundred episodes each. So can you talk a little bit about how you found your podcast guests, the majority of them? And then, you know, and and then I can sort of contrast it with the way I sourced my my guests.
1: Um, is this something that we had spoken about, or are you just no. asking? No, yeah, no,
0: I'm asking because I remember when we first met, I was like, "Oh wow, he he goes through booking agencies. He's he's doing everything digitally." Remember when you came through? It, like mm-hmm. it was the first episode you recorded it live in a studio. Yes. Like I was the opposite, where it was all sort of relationship based, face to face in a studio on a mic mm-hmm. in my house. People were coming. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just want to contrast like it, there's no right way, but yeah. you did it one way and I did it a different way and we got to the same place.
1: Yeah, I like like I said, with the the very traditional booking agencies where their role is to get their clients booked on shows. So it's in their benefit to have solid relationships with as many number of show hosts relevant as possible. And I became one of them for a handful uh, I would just say yes often, right? Because well, it were just, you
0: reaching out to them or did they reach no, out to you?
1: It was the opposite. They would. Okay. I would find my way onto their radar, mm. and then they would they they would email and say, "Hey, I got I got this guest." And then you know when you have four or five different agents pitching on a somewhat mm. regular, it, you're going to have your your chance to say yes often. And they were all. They were all good, right? They they weren't wrong for the show, mm. but now to to go back to what I said, now I have to be a little more uh, yeah. discerning because of the time and you know just everything else that's going on.
0: What were some of the challenges that you had, you know, working with those booking agencies?
1: Well, um, I, in all honesty, um, I was broad in my in my search, right, and and who I would. Um, put on the show because the way I saw it was that for me personally and specifically the show was less about the accomplishments specifically of the entrepreneur and more about who they were behind all of that, right? It's the hidden entrepreneur. So it's all about the person you are. And I was behind all that and how that affected each other. Uh, But there were there were problems in that, you know, I start getting requests like, hey, here's a uh, here's a master in building your franchise who wants to get on your show. And I'm like. Well, that's just not even interesting in the least. I don't care how interesting the person is because Mm. now I don't even know who the person is. Mm. I'm already blocked. Right. Yeah. Uh, in, in the beginning, it was like this person just sold a $20 million business and this per, it seems like everybody sold a $20 million business. (laughs) And back in the day, I'm like, Okay, there's got to be some validity there and legitimacy yeah. there. So I'll take that interview and get behind all that. Because again, I want to know the person. And I think that that's really what a lot of show hosts want, right? Less about the book you're writing. It's yeah. not about the book, right? Yeah. Fine, we'll talk about the book. I get it. You want to sell the book? Fine. <laughs> we all have an agenda, right? We all, I get it. But find the in intrigue the person yeah. and that's what so much we do in Podmax is just yeah. clear all that away who are you i yeah. see you
0: yeah 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 clear that clutter mm. yeah it's interesting to hear that perspective because i only recently started uh having relationships or getting pitched constantly from booking mm. agencies and uh you know that's that's relatively new to me so i don't know some of the challenges and the stigmas attached to booking agencies but i know that um you know, they, they all sort of seem the same, and it's it, it's become sort of white noise to me. Um, you know, I, I I sort of know, you know, where I'm getting the majority of these pitches from because all the bios look alike, exactly alike. Um, and and nobody to, stands out. Anyone out there who has a bio, just quick tip: do not have twenty pages, or don't squish twenty pages of content onto one page. Mm. Give us the most succinct clear and efficient way uh, and there's no one no one no host whatsoever unless he just started a show and has plenty of time and eager to, to jump in is going to read <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of paragraphs of content just give me the bullet points on um, so for example on my bio there's a literally a blue box at the top next to my picture it says hey here are the five or th- three things that eric loves talking about so if you read nothing else you understand who i am like that And you're like, okay, oh, yeah, that that hits with my audience. That hits, and I want to talk about that. Yeah, just just Mm. make it clean and simple.
1: Yeah, you know what's Um, funny about that? I also, on my About page, I have three or four topic chunks of, like, what I can talk about. Like, one of them is uh, F That Noise, which is the five... N O I S E five step process, how I've gone from there to here. And then I have one called embrace your weird, right? <laughs> Which is really just, we're all weird, get used to it. Nobody's any different. So, uh, yeah. but like I, I, I was, I, I was hoping this would be the case, but I've, I've become surprised. I'm still surprised anytime I'm on a show and people ask about those things. They're like, oh yes yeah, So I see you. tell me about this embrace your weird. I'm like, great. Okay. This is good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just those like little chunks. Exactly.
0: Yeah. It's good stuff.
1: Yeah. So yeah, let's recap the show here, folks.
0: Uh, pro in the know, we talked about Apple sort of slowly investing time and energy into the industry that they created by, you know, partnering with, with organizations like, like common sense media in curation, which I think is going to be play a major role in, in the podcast industry. Um, the more and more large corporations like Apple and Spotify start to curate the content, you know, it's 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 kind of sad. I can sort of see the tea, read the tea leaves, but there's going to be top 10 shows that everybody listens to. I mean, we already do. Uh, but yeah, there's still room for us now, but I, eventually the curation, who knows what's going to happen as a result. It'll be good and bad uh, coming mm-hmm. from that. Uh, and build it and they will come, right? We talk about uh, the Go-Giver and how John David Mann is coming to PodMax April 16th, and so should you, because uh, it's going to be a wonderful event. We're also also going to have Matt and Joe from Hustle and Flowchart, right, Josh?
1: Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, that's our second featured speaker. We have a third we'll uh, hold off on announcing for a later date. Uh, but yeah, Joe fear, Matt Wolf, uh, they're, they're back again. They yeah. were, I mean, I think it was, um, I mean, I don't want to say surprise, but how yeah. they just blew the roof off of their original appearance. A few Podmax events ago, Yeah, we were after the event. I remember we were just like, what? Yeah, what just happened?
0: I know. I love those guys. They are yeah. the first ones to say and not the last that uh you guys throw the best event. Uh, not just virtual, you guys throw the best event. I was like, "Whoa, that's huge, man. Can we can you record that yeah. and send it to us when
1: you say that?" Um, I almost felt like he was saying, uh, as if he said, yo, you guys throw the best after party. I'm like, yes, yes. Thank you. I want to get to that place.
0: What's cool about them is we have them, we, we've figured out how to maximize the day as if there isn't enough jam packed in the day, (laughs) but the lunch hour, we make it a working lunch hour. So we do, you're going to learn a ton from Matt and Joe hustle and flow chart.
1: There you go. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So last segment, but not least, have you ever. Josh, right? We talked about, have you ever had difficulty sourcing, finding guests?
1: Yeah. And maybe what, uh, the traditional podcast booking agency, how they may or may not play the best part for you. What some of the limitations are, what we kind of hope and want as show hosts to make everybody's lives better.
0: That you all heard on
1: Podmax
0: podcast, episode 11. Thank you so much, for tuning in i hope we added some value in your life today we are going to now bring in todd who's going to talk to us a little bit about what to expect on the on-air brands live show
2: what's going on
0: gentlemen good good hey brother um we're so excited to have you
2: here and, and and chat about what's to come, what you got cooking. Yeah, I mean, you know, almost like you guys threw it off the backboard for me to slam this down. But today's <laughs> episode number seven of the On Air Brand Show, we are diving deep into how to get guests on your show, how to make it a great episode with the guest, And then also the other side of it is how do you get to be a guest on shows so you can get out and, you know, extend your tentacles across the podcast network. So we're going to be getting into that, you know, the, the avoiding the awkwardness like Eric talked about today, when you're doing that kind of <sighs> pitching out, looking for people, uh, what makes a good guest, how do you find them, creating relationships, should you go with your network, should you go with cold outreach, how do you do this, do you pay somebody, do you not pay somebody, all the different things that happen, the nuances of attracting guests for your show and being a guest on other shows, we're diving into those details today, episode seven of the On Air Brand Show. Season two. Season two, episode seven, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, folks,
0: please like, subscribe, and share both of these shows. Uh, Add them to your list, your playlist, the PodMax podcast, and also the On Air Brands Live podcast with Todd G, as we all love him.
1: Wait, I'm sorry. Did you just say uh, subscribe? Oh, oh. Ooh, you gotta flip you
2: gotta switch. That's
1: that a around. good one. Yeah, let's yeah.
0: let's 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 uh PS this. <laughs> <laughs> right,
1: because what did you say? You said rate review and subscribe. You're right one of those things uh shan't shan't be done. <laughs> you shan't
0: be subscribing you shan't be no done. longer, right. Folks, what Josh is referring to here that we shan't be doing wow. is Apple is moving away from the word subscribe and changing all their buttons and all their copy and language to Wait for it. Follow. Follow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is not a surprise. I mean, we do use the word follow, but I mean, that's going to be tough, especially in the YouTube community. What do you think, Todd?
2: Yeah, I think so, too. It's, you know, I always find the word follow to be interesting because if, if there's a particular person that I'm... Talking about like, let's say Tom Billu, for instance, or Tim Ferriss. If I'm talking to a friend, I'm not sure what who they're keeping up with. Mm-hmm. I kind of use the word "follow" as like, oh, do you keep up with them? Do you see the stuff they're doing? Yeah. But if I say like, if I use the word, if I'm like, uh, oh, do you, do you follow Tom Billu? They're like, uh, no, I don't follow him on Instagram. And I'm like, no, but I just mean like, do you know what he's? Do you know who he is? <laughs> are, do you, are you aware? Know, yeah, yeah. Are you, you aware? Know? Yeah, yeah. Right, and um, and so it's interesting. <laughs> I think you know anytime we could have a standardized word across platforms, the better it's going to be for the content creators. But of course, the worse it's going to be for the platforms. So yeah. you know, they all have their own agendas, just like uh, when people want to guest on, on your show and sell their books there. And um, yeah. Yeah, it, it yeah, is so what it is.
0: The reason Apple changed it, and let's, let's let's talk about this for a few minutes here, is that Apple, Apple is aware, and I don't know if it's maybe because they're the old guard. They've been doing this for dozens of years. But they think the word subscribe is associated with payment. I don't associate the word subscribe with payment. I think it's more, um, to me, follow sounds passive. It sounds to me like I I associate it with the LinkedIn platform. If I follow someone, it's quiet, it's behind the scenes, no one knows I'm following you, right? Whereas opposed to subscribing, I'm like, I'm active, I'm getting that, I know it's in the feed, I expect it in my feed. I I don't know if it's a good move, to be honest, and and they're trying to, to move a mountain, I think
2: yeah yeah i'm curious like why that's you know like why change it
1: well they just like eric said they believe that it has been such a barrier for people Mm. engaging and following and subscribing uh are we gonna have to go back to all of our old episodes and do like like a like a a made for tv version now hey guys don't forget to rate review and follow and this and you're gonna (laughs) mother follow <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's gonna, gonna subscribe <laughs> in the original <laughs> but your mouth is going and, and we follow you
2: know this is great because you know we could launch a new podcast you guys talked about the podcast for kids we could launch a podcast for parents and then we can actually call out for all our mother followers out there
1: <laughs> 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 we're going I, there yeah i think we gotta end on that <laughs> note so good so
0: good but yeah, it is true, man. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, well, it remains to be seen. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see and we'll follow Apple's lead. Hopefully, we will keep up with out.
2: Apple and see what's going on there between subscribe and follow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I think YouTube
0: should just you know own it. Own the word subscribe. Yeah. It's 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 everywhere. It's been it's been yeah. forever. So yeah. With all that being said, folks, you guys have any last words to add as we part and move on to the next show? Nope. Yep. We'll catch yeah. you guys on the On Air Brand Show. Yeah, we'll see you there live. Hope we added value in your life today. See you next week. Welcome to the Podmax Podcast.